0: Grab a cup of tea, let's chat. Hey, I'm Lisa, and welcome to In Pursuit. I'm all about creating conversation and sharing my ideas on the world, and that's what this platform is. This podcast is all about conversation and innovation and just reaching those hard to talk about topics. I hope to present new ideas and just spark a curiosity in you. Also, I am a big lover of tea. So grab a cup of tea, let's chat. So today's actually not as hot as it's been in the past few days, so I am drinking some hot tea for once and I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because it is so good. My cousin Joy went out and got this a few days ago, and we have been loving it ever since. But if you have heard of the brand Stash, like the tea brand, they have this flavor called Moroccan mint, which is so, so delicious. 10 out of 10, I am recommending right now. And it's a mix of like green tea and peppermint. So it doesn't have too much caffeine, but it is so delicious. So I just wanted to start off by saying that is the tea that I'm drinking, and I would definitely recommend it and usually i start off these things with a life update or just something that's been going on in my daily life and i honestly don't have one today i don't i couldn't think of a big sort of thing to share so i'll just kind of share some good news um this was something that i already knew was going to happen but it was officially released today which is the dean's list at my university and it was just so cool to see my name on the list and course very exciting even though I already knew it was coming and ever since the semester ended which was almost a month ago I've been refreshing the Iowa um, Now page like almost every other day or like a couple times a week and so finally I opened it today and I was like oh my goodness it's finally here and I was expecting it to be nothing because that's how it's been for like the past month but it was finally released and I could see my name on there and it was just so so exciting and then, of course, I got to, like, post it on LinkedIn, which is also fun. It's something that I was, like, looking forward to doing. And it was just a goal of mine for last se- semester, especially. I really, really wanted to make Dean's List. So when I didn't, I was like, okay, next semester, I'm just going to make... Actually, I was striving for President's List, but and then I found out that you have to have a 4.0 for two semesters to actually be on President's List. So... Just this semester, it's Dean's List, which I'm still very excited for because it's something that I've never done, and it was my goal for last semester, so just achieving that in myself and, like, knowing how I set goals for myself and achieving them and then also knowing where I stand and what I can do, but it was really, really cool, and I guess that's, like, my happy news for the day and my life update that I had written out in my outline. (laughs) But hello and welcome to today's conversation which is a continuation of last time when I talked about Gen Z friendships and just cultivating lifelong and real and deep friendships and then today I'm talking about active listening and I actually got this idea when I was taking my RA class. Um, I've mentioned before that I'm going to be an RA next year and just a little funny story I actually wanted to apply after my freshman year but and I had the application ready everything um resume I think that was the first time that I ever made a resume because I never needed one before and I went to like the career center and got help making my resume had my application ready to submit and then one of my friends texts me around two o'clock in the afternoon and he's like hey did you submit your RE application and I was like What? Because on the application it says due at 12 p.m. Now your girl thought that meant midnight and of course most assignments in like high school and college are due at 11.59 or midnight and so I guess I just automatically assumed that it was due at midnight and it was actually due at 12 p.m. in the afternoon. At noon, so I tried emailing anyone that I could, and I was like, "Is there just any chance that I could still submit this?" And they were like, "No, this is a hard deadline." Blah blah blah, and that was just, that was that. They didn't want to hear it, and so I didn't end up being able to apply my freshman year, which is why like I'm going in as a junior, even though I lived off campus for years. So I originally definitely wanted to go straight into it after my freshman year, but I think it was good. I got a little chance to live off campus and then also just being on my own for a little bit and I think it's like better to apply as an upperclassman and um, of course a lot of people apply after their freshman year so I think they definitely look at more people who have more experience but that just might be me. But that was just a little backstory, because this whole active listening thing is because of my RA class and we had to take this class of course to be an RA in the fall. Of course, we're already hired, but these are just some personal skills and, like, basically being a proper human skills to carry out the job. And in one of my podcasts, I had mentioned how there was one single assignment that I forgot to submit and I had it done and everything, but I did all the modules in just a matter of a few days because it was around like midterm season and final season. So I wanted to get this coursework out of the way first and in doing so I was doing it so fast that I forgot to do something and once I didn't see my grades like in it for this class, I was sharing how I like refreshed the page and I was so worried but of course um I ended up passing and I had emailed my professors and they were like, Oh yeah, we saw how excited you were and stuff and we know like you're a good candidate, you're hardworking, so we didn't hold you for this just one assignment. But that being said, this class is where I got all this information from and um, I think active listening is important. I think it's a way to just build better interpersonal relationships and then it's also a good way to know who you're talking to and really deepening those relationships by just understanding what they're sharing with you. And I definitely approach this like Oh, listening? Yeah, I know all about that. I'm a good listener. I mean, it's a thing I do every day. I listen to people all day long. Like, how hard must it be? And I was definitely hit with some hard truths. And so I was shocked. wanted to share those with you guys today because they definitely caught me off guard and I thought that I was on track and I was a good listener. that being said, I think active listening is definitely hard and this is just because we live in a day and age where people are all about their business and people are just constantly moving and constantly going about their day and especially as a college student and if you are one as well or you just live in like an area with a lot of people who are younger age, people walk around with their headphones all the time and there's just not that space for conversation and communication because you're just on the go all the time so it's definitely like you have to make time to talk or just create that space for the people in your life but I feel like in daily life everyone's just definitely um their mindset is from going from place a to place b and they want to do this they're here to do that and so I just think it's not the best place to stop and listen to someone and I think we just built our own mentality of what listening is and when someone is like explaining something or they're sharing something I feel like we've gotten so quick to say like "Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah and in some cases can be like an act of I know what you're talking about like I got you You don't even have to finish your sentence but then sometimes I feel like when you say "Mm mm-hmm yeah I got it that's kind of stopping someone in the middle of their sentence and you're further hindering that space to talk and that space to just be conversational. So active listening can definitely deepen relationships, and I think it can show how genuine you are being with someone in a conversation, whether you're actually picking up on what they're saying, whether you're giving them that space to fully communicate what they want to say, or whether you're quick to respond, quick to ask questions, quick to finish sentences, and... Whether you're just quick to move on with your day and leave this space of conversation so um i just wanted to preface the episode by just laying down a few of those points but before i continue on to today's conversation let's take a minute to hear from today's sponsor i have been using anchor to make this podcast and it's been so easy so fun and not to mention free It has all the tools that you need, editing, messages, background music, all on the website and you can upload, edit, and distribute all in one place. Also, there is no minimum requirement to make money from your podcast and just all in all, it's very easy and everything that you need is right on the website. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and start your podcast today. Just wanted to start off with a definition, in a sense, and to define active listening. Active listening is actually all forms of communication, this includes verbal and nonverbal forms of communication, and in this way, we fully understand what someone is saying. And also, I am learning and growing just along with you guys, and so a lot of the things and topics and points that I am presenting today, I am also learning. And obviously this was in my class literally last semester. I did not know that I was a poor listener before this. And I'm just presenting from a positionality of a upcoming good listener and I'm still learning just along with you guys so I'm definitely not coming from a place of I do this perfectly because I definitely don't and I am so quick to finish people's sentences which is such a bad habit but I wanted to lay a few of my own points before diving into the ones that I was given and just a few things that I've observed in my own life and kind of things that I take in from other people as well as I see someone is listening to me really well when they do these things, or I feel like someone has felt like I've listened to them well when we do these things, and so the first one is pausing, and this comes from that place of we live busy lives, we're always on the go, and we have places to be, basically, as young adults, um, wherever you are in life, you're just always on your way to something, and I think the initial step of active listening is giving someone that time, and giving someone that place and space to talk about what they need to talk about and share what they want to share with you. And so just giving them that arena to express how they're feeling with you and not feel as if they're rushed, not feel as if you have better places to be, and not feel as if you're half there, half elsewhere, you know? And I think this definitely requires a balance too because as important as it is to take time out of your day to give to someone and just being that shoulder that someone needs I think it's also important to approach that situation with caution especially if it's one that comes over and over again and understanding that you can't be someone's entire support system just for your own mental well-being and your own health and just not being someone's entire support system. It's called a support system for a reason. They should have multiple people to lean to in different situations and so you shouldn't be the only person. Maybe you're the primary person and you might have to point them elsewhere but not giving yourself that full responsibility all the time and I think that's very important when approaching different relationships and friendships and When someone is always coming to you with their problems, it's good to be a listener and it's good to hear them out and just give them that space, but it's also good to understand and create boundaries for yourself so that you're not overwhelmed with being someone's entire system that should include a multitude of people. Okay, this next one is super hard for me and I definitely originally did it from a place of like love, a place from I got you. I know what you're saying. Don't even, like, literally say no more. And that is finishing someone's sentences. I think it's so easy to just try to understand what someone is saying and then immediately jump to finishing their sentences. And it wasn't really till recently when I noticed a lot of people being like, uh, actually, I was gonna say this and I'm like, oh, my bad. I thought I knew what you were gonna say. And it's just hard. It's something that we've, done so easily we've built a great habit out of doing it and of course it comes from a place of love and understanding and it is something that we do to show someone that we are truly listening and you're like I'm on top of what you're saying so much so that I'm going to finish it for you but this can be negative just in the sense that we are stripping someone from using their voice and sharing what they want to share and saying what they are going to say and we are just ultimately showing that this conversation doesn't really need to be had because I'm going to finish these sentences for you. And so by letting someone finish out that sentence, I think it is just a better form of active listening rather than jumping to a conclusion, jumping to finishing it for them because it's just stripping them from using that voice. It's also so important to actually listen to what someone is saying rather than think of what you're going to say next and think of your next point or your next question. And this is hard because when someone's talking, I think, especially in the context of a more professional conversation or a conversation where you want to show that you're up to it and you want to show that this person made a good decision by giving you their time of day and in doing so, we try to think of a next question, and we try to think of what point am I going to make next, how am I going to carry out this conversation, and just what am I going to tell them, and by doing so, we're just not actually listening to what they're saying. We're halfway listening, halfway thinking of our response, and I think this kind of just speaks for itself, but it's important to listen to what someone says, maybe meditate on it a bit, and you can actually cultivate a more thought-out question, a thought-out response, and continue on the conversation that's more proactive and more just well thought-out rather than trying to think of it while they're talking and be quick with it. Because being quick with a response and being fast to respond to what someone is saying doesn't necessarily show that you are more of a better listener, and it doesn't necessarily show that you are more engaged with the conversation, but by taking our time and Thinking before we respond, thinking before we express a question in response, I think that can just be a good measure towards making the conversation more active. I also think it's so, so, so important to not give unsolicited advice. And unsolicited kind of sounds like a bad word, but it's actually just advice that someone didn't ask for. You probably knew that, but I honestly didn't until very recently, which is why I'm sharing what it means, but I think it's so easy when someone's coming to you with problems and with concerns and they're just stressed out and they're really just pushed off the edge. You just want to give them their options and you want to give them your two cents and you want to show them like this is something that you can do to make you feel better. But not all the time is someone coming with the intent of getting advice. And maybe they just need to vent. Maybe they just need to scream and share what they want to share with you. And it's not always coming from a place of, I need your help. It's more so, I need your shoulder, man. I need your shoulder to cry on. I need your support to get through this. And it's definitely in with a good heart to give advice. And it's definitely with good intentions to give someone their options. You just want to show them that there is something that you can do to make you feel better, but it's just not what someone is always looking for. And active listening is definitely tuning into those needs and tuning into what someone is wanting from you, why they are approaching you with this conversation, and that's hard to do so before the conversation or even during the conversation. You really have to understand why are they coming to me and why are they talking to me about this. And I think that whether they want advice or not is definitely an outcome of that. So just knowing whether they do want advice and if they didn't ask for it, then definitely don't be quick to provide it and this is definitely different from a more mentorship side of things or a more superior kind of side of things and knowing what's best for someone and in that way you give your advice, but definitely from a peer um, mentality or just if you're on the same level of things, they honestly just might be coming to you with frustrations and they just need to vent and so giving them that space is so important i also think there is huge importance in listening and not just hearing hearing is more of a passive thing that we do you hear something sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other that's something that we definitely hear a lot and i think hearing is like something that's just not active of course and so listening is really just a form of being able to take in what someone is saying and possibly being able to respond. And I think there's so many negative connotations when it comes to hearing. For example, oh, I heard you, I heard you. It's like, yeah, 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 I got what you said and kind of dismissing someone. And also the phrase, where did I hear that? I think that's like, I heard that somewhere, but I can't remember. So it wasn't of great importance. And lastly, I think the phrase, oh, I heard that, is cutting someone off in the middle of what they're trying to share like if someone is saying that they found this good thing they want to share it with you and you're like yeah I already heard that it's kind of like stopping them mid excitement mid sentence and you're like yeah okay next and so I just think there's so many negative connotations with the word hear and heard and so it's just important to listen and actually take in and understand what someone is sharing with you rather than maybe just halfway listening. Lastly, I think there is great importance in striving to be intentional. This is something that I'm definitely striving for and it's just a personal goal of mine, which is why I wrote it down, but not only being intentional in what you say and your actions, but also how you listen and how you take in stuff from the people around you, how you address the concerns of your friends and family and loved ones. And so being intentional with how you listen will make you an active listener you will want to know and understand what they're saying because you want to respond in a way that's best for them rather than what's best for you and so i think being intentional in what you say and what you do is very important but also we can't forget being intentional in how you listen and ask yourself why am i listening to this person why am i giving them the time of day why are they coming to me With these concerns and what can I do for them in response and that's so important there's so much beauty in that so I wanted to share it as well okay before I move on to the actual tips from my class and from a website that they used it from I just wanted to first of all take a minute to say thank you to listening to this I've definitely seen like my listenership go up and it must be the same people coming back every episode and at three episodes a week. I just really appreciate it, and thank you so much for coming back and joining these conversations. And I know I say this all the time, but I would love for these conversations to continue, and I'd love to just hear your two cents on what I'm talking about. So if you have anything to share, both positive and negative, constructive criticism is always appreciated. Um, please just let this conversation continue. Um, you could email me at inpursuitpod at com, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or send in a voice message through Anchor, and all of that is in the show notes, but I wanted to thank a specific person, and her name is Hilda, so hi girl if you're listening to this, and she just reached out to me, said she was proud of me, and showed her support, and I really appreciate it, so thank you so much for reaching out to me and saying that, like, it means so much. And I just wanted to say, hey. Okay, when I think of listening, James 1.19 definitely comes to mind. And this verse says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And I know this verse is in a bit of a different context, and it's definitely taking in the Word of God and allowing Him to use you in His own way rather than expecting an answer and expecting your prayers to be answered exactly how you ask them. And it's definitely talking about just patience and allowing God to work through you rather than expecting something of Him. But I definitely think the order of that verse and the way that that was written out and spoken can definitely be applied to active listening. So... The verse again says let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. And in that order is how I think we should approach a conversation while we're actively listening. By being quick to hear and being quick to jump to what someone is saying, being quick to listen to what they're sharing with you and just being quick to provide them with that time and that space and that energy to share what they need to share with you and allow them to be comfortable in that space with you and allow yourself to be open and vulnerable and receiving to what someone wants to share with you. And that calling that we've been given to be quick to hear is just so important. I think it's something to really take to heart when approaching different situations and different conversations. And the next one is slow to speak. And it's usually done in the opposite, we're usually slow to listen. Slow to try and understand what someone is saying, but quick to give our response and quick to say our points and quick to validate ourselves. But the point of listening is validating someone else's thoughts and validating someone else's lived experiences. And the last one is slow to anger. And so just doing it in that order of listening, speaking, and then reacting. And really just taking in what someone is saying, understand it, and then give your two cents, give your response, your well-thought-out response, and then react accordingly and appropriately. Sometimes we just want to react to someone, and this can be in a good way. This can be finishing someone's sentences in hopes of showing them that we are just actively listening and we're showing that we are really truly hearing what they're saying and we can finish what they're saying because we know it that well, but it's definitely just not giving them that space to express themselves and also by skipping the first two steps of listening and speaking we can be doing something negative and we can be reacting to what someone is voicing without hearing an explanation, without trying to develop an understanding and before they even finish what they're going to say we're quick to get angry and we're quick to react negatively to the situation or leave the situation without fully even understanding what the person said. At this point, we're just both mad and we're both misunderstood, we feel like we haven't been heard fully, we haven't been well understood, and in the pursuit of just trying to get our point across, we mute someone. And we mute their experiences, we mute their opinion, and we invalidate? Is that a word? We invalidate them. So I actually have a personal example of this and this happened my freshman year and I was actually in the wrong. Um, At the end of the school year I had an altercation with my roommate and we were just having a discussion. It was more of a heated one but it, it was a discussion. It definitely was not an argument and there was no like bad intentions going into it but I was so quick to say what I needed to say, and I was so quick to share my points because I wanted to show that this is why I believe this, and in doing so, I didn't really let her fully say what she wanted to say. I didn't really understand what she was fully saying because I was quick to think of what I'm going to respond to, and I was quick to say why I believe this, and immediately the discussion became more and more heated, and then it became an argument, and it just ended really badly because i was just so fast to try and say what i'm saying and try to validate myself rather than validate her validate the discussion and validate the situation as a whole so that was just an example of when i was in the wrong and it was definitely me trying to come across as this is why i believe this but in doing so the conversation became an argument and i think that could have been prevented okay these are some final points that are from the website that I mentioned. It'll be linked in the show notes, and I originally got it in my RA class, and they just talk about how to be an active listener, how to listen well and listen fully. And the first point is to stop talking. It shares how it's important to summarize at the end or clarify what they're saying, but wait for the very, very end. And I think this is hard because I just always thought of conversation as two-way and you think, okay, this person said a few phrases, now I'm going to respond with a few phrases, but it's not all the time that it's your turn to respond or you're not in the space to respond. And so just not talking will give that person more validation and just allow them to fully express what they want to share with you. Their second point is to prepare yourself to listen, and this is more of a mental thing Um, in my Previous episode where I talked about some self care tips for a type A personality, I just shared how it's important to declutter your mind and declutter those thoughts that are racing through your head, things that you're thinking about that are so random. And I think this is important when you're also just approaching a conversation with someone. Definitely be in that mental space to give them your full and undivided attention for however long that conversation is an hour or two and just leave your life at the door and pick it right back up when you leave and leave your responsibilities leave your to-do list and just think about all that stuff later and just give this person your full attention their third point is to put the speaker at ease and this can be done by showing how you respond with a lot of mm and nods and i definitely talked about it earlier in more of a negative light i think it's hard to balance that proper amount of mm mm-hmms, because sometimes, like, have you guys ever had someone, like, when they want you to stop talking, they're like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, got it, or when they really aren't listening, they're just like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, 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 but they couldn't even repeat back to you what you just said, so it's definitely trying to find that balance of listening, actually listening, rather than passively listening, and showing that you're actively listening, because it can be taken both ways, so it just has to be in a combination Of other nonverbal cues, other nonverbal forms of communication. It's also so important to remove all distractions, and this kind of goes hand-in-hand with decluttering your mind, but this one is more so of physical actions and inactions and actual nonverbal cues that can be physically distracting, stuff that we do when we aren't even realizing that we're doing it. And this is definitely something that I hadn't even thought of. I'm pretty sure I do it so often, and there are so many ways that you could just be distracting physically. So I'm going to read what they said word for word, just because I didn't know this. I had no idea. And after reading it, I was like, what? That's a bad form of listening. Because sometimes, especially like in class, um, of course, this is a different situation because you aren't face to face with someone. But You should still be active listening because you're definitely taking in information that you'll later be tested on. And so they actually said, focus on what is being said. Don't doodle, shuffle papers, look out the window, pick your fingernails, or anything of the sort. Avoid unnecessary interruptions. These behaviors can disrupt the listening process and send messages to the speaker that you are bored or distracted. And in class, I'm pretty sure we can all just relate that we're doing everything else but actually giving our professor our undivided attention. And so just all those things are very distracting for both the speaker and you. And in your side, you're not listening. On their side, they're like, wow, this person's not listening to me. Why am I even talking? So I didn't know that. But apparently, that is one of the biggest forms of passive listening. And then their fifth point is to empathize. This is so, so important because in active listening, you're just building these interpersonal relationships, you're deepening your friendships, and you're really showing someone that you are there for them. So understanding what someone is saying from their viewpoint and their positionality makes you a better listener in the sense that you can take in that information and empathize with them and just be on the same level as them as they're expressing their frustrations or just something that they're sharing with you. And I think it's not easy just because we are sometimes in our own head, we're in our own experiences, but it's definitely so important to do. Their fifth point is to be patient. And this definitely goes hand in hand with not finishing someone's sentences. But if you think about it, how many times do you let someone speak after say they stop speaking and you just don't say anything but there's a pause that kind of forces someone to elaborate on what they're going to say and they further go into explanation or they just share more so rather than having this finish line be a little bit early you have extended it and you have allowed them to maybe say something that's more so out of their comfort zone something that's more deeply rooted and they needed to say And so just being patient when someone is talking and not being quick to respond, not being quick to speak, but slow to speak. So pause and truly take in what they're saying and maybe they'll even go into further depth of explanation. This website also said how important it is to avoid personal prejudice and This is so important because when you are approaching someone from their positionality, you are trying to take in their lived experiences and you're trying to validate their story. And when we bring in our prejudice and we try to tie in what we have lived through, it's not really giving them that space to do so. And so, even if you don't agree with what they're saying, you don't necessarily think maybe they were in the wrong, but they're presenting the story as if they're in the right. It's just sometimes important to give someone that space to express their story and their opinion. Let them rant. Let them be validated in what just happened. They're obviously frustrated or they're going through something. And I am all about giving someone a voice, which of course is like why I really emphasize on like continuing this conversation. But I think we can do it in our everyday lives, in our everyday interactions by just taking a step back from our positionality, really seeing things from the way they do, living their story out with them as they're explaining it, and just taking yourself out of it because it's not about you, and active listening is really just about immersing yourself in someone else's experience. This website also shared how important it is to listen to someone's tone, and I think this is definitely important. You, of course, can tell how someone is feeling through their emotion, and how they're saying something and so the severity of a situation can also be expressed through their tone and there's just so much behind someone's voice. Um, Obviously like right now I'm more calm but sometimes you can hear someone's stress behind their voice, you can tell that it's an urgent matter, you can hear someone's pain through their voice, you can really feel someone's experience by listening to their tone. Their next point said to listen to ideas and not just words and so this is so important to not jump into an answer it ties back to not jumping to finishing someone's sentences because when you wait and you pause and you take a step back you listen for the big picture, you listen for the last and final word you listen to see how the whole thing ties back to each other rather than, here's a little phrase, okay I'm going to respond to that here's another phrase, I'm going to respond to that And in that way, the story can't flow, the conversation can't flow, and this person can't have a space to create what they want to say. And they're constantly being stopped in their tracks for you to respond. And so, listening for that big picture idea is so important. And the last point is to wait and watch for nonverbal communication. Of course, at the beginning of this podcast, I shared the definition of active listening, which is... Both verbal and nonverbal communication. Both how someone acts and what someone says is so important in what they're trying to communicate. So, one thing that I really remember in a nonverbal cue is one time I read, I think it was on like Pinterest or something, that you can look and tell if someone wants to be in that conversation depending on where their feet are pointing. And if they're pointing away from you, they're not really engaged and they're ready to get the heck out of there. But if their feet are pointing towards you, they are really engaged in that conversation and they want to be in that space with you. So just small things like that, how someone is using their hands, I'm using my hands right now, even if you can't see me, and how someone just moves around and expresses themselves in other ways than words really shows what they're trying to communicate those were the 10 points from that website that was shared in my RA class and I will of course leave that website in the show notes. I definitely recommend kind of just browsing through it. It definitely has a bunch of things on like how to be a decent human and how to have soft skills and different stuff like that but I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Before I go, I would love to share a quote just like always. This one is by Paul Sacco and it reads, we all have a good listener within us. It all just depends on the ability and desire to be mindful of where you are and who you are talking to. And I think this quote has so much stress behind how we can choose to be a good listener. We can choose to analyze the space and the people around us and decide whether we want to be fully engaged or halfway engaged and just that switch that we can turn on and off I think it's so important to assess within us when we are in conversations and when we're communicating with one another so that was my episode on active listening and I will see you guys next time bye